This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on a Picket Say Football Friday as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. See Sparky Fiber with you, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. And I just realized in that commercial break uh, between the Big Show and Madness that we made a mistake uh, on the Wendy's Big Show. I, I I missed it. Uh, Gary Leroy missed it, and I'd, I'd like to fix it if at all possible. Right here, we have Chad Ryder, by the way, NFL.com draft expert, coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes uh, or so. But before I get to some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about, and more like a news and notes, I guess you could say, if uh, if you're Tim Allen. Uh, but before I, I get to that, though, Plucker, I realize that we never, I don't think, ever got to you on some of these topics per se outside of Super Bowl predictions uh, on the big show. And I kind of want to document it on the radio of of what you like here. So what's your upset pick uh, for the wild card round of the playoffs, Plucker? Mine was New England. Uh, Gary's was Philadelphia, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, and Leroy's was... Who was Leroy's? Leroy's was... Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head either. Uh, Pittsburgh? Did he oh, yeah, he did Pittsburgh. say Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, over yeah. Kansas City. Pittsburgh over Kansas City. I don't City. think that's going to happen. Right. <laughs> um, so, all right, so that, that's who ours was. So who is who is yours? Upset pick. Uh, for me, it's the 49ers over the Cowboys. It's the one that everybody's kind of saying. I, I That's that's the one matchup that I've been looking at pretty much since this thing was set last weekend and thinking, you know, if there's any team that's going to pull off an upset, I feel like it's going to be San Francisco. I, I think they hang 30 or thirty or more on, on, the, on the Niners. I think they just absolutely destroy them. Maybe I'm wrong. But 
Dallas at home this year has been much better and much different than Dallas on the road. Dallas at home, that offense seemingly is playing at a different level. So for me, I think Dallas kills them. Now, I understand why everybody's on the Niner train because the Niners have been playing a lot better. No question. Uh, Garoppolo, Elijah Mitchell's back and running back. I mean, so they're playing better for sure, right? And a majority of people listening to me right now don't like McCarthy. Um, A majority of people right now uh, love Shanahan and everything he's, you know, he's been credited for doing or whatever and all the little branches uh, that that come off of Shanahan like McVay and LaFleur and so forth. So I, I get it. I understand it. But And maybe the Niners will upset him, and I'll, I'll be dead wrong. I, I just think the Cowboys are going to kill him. But I just feel like we'll this Cowboys team is so hyped right now. They are. Like, they're so hyped. And yep. they always, always, always make a mistake or fail at some point in in what could be a crucial moment. And I feel like could that be. just always happens yeah. to the Dallas Cowboys. Because right. it's this thing every year. And, and obviously, you're right. Their offense has been otherworldly as of late. And this is the first year really with McCarthy. McCarthy in this situation in Dallas. I mean, before That's it was Jason also Garrett in Dallas as they were falling apart in the playoffs. That is also true. But I, I just all season long, I just have not completely bought into this Cowboys team. Now they've been playing their best football over the last couple of weeks. But this 49ers team, I think, is a lot better than what people make them out oh, to Packer be. Packer fans they, respect them. I feel like Packer fans are more scared of San Francisco than they are of anybody else currently in the NFC. I would probably agree with that. But I think it's just because of the history of yes. Packers and 49ers and how those big games have gone yep. for Green Bay as of late when 49ers have been completely healthy. But just overall nationwide, I feel like everybody is expecting this Cowboys team to to just continue to roll and maybe even make the Super Bowl, people are predicting, and all this stuff. And they, if they're not careful, they could trip up against this 49ers team this mm-hmm. week. They're, they, I've been suspect of the Cowboys' defense defense from the jump. Uh, their defensive line is solid. Their front seven, in reality, is solid. But Diggs, the corner, like people are freaking out about him. But he gives he up is, a lot of yards. He gives up a lot of yards. Sure does. A lot of yards. And yeah. so does the secondary just altogether. Yep. And if San Francisco can be the more physical team up front and move the ball on the ground while also being able to take some shots with Garoppolo. I don't know. I could see the 49ers team, this 49ers team pulling off an upset. It'll be fun to see how that goes. I'll just say this. If if the Niners do that, I'll be very happy. Get the Cowboys out. I'm all for it. No problem. But that probably means San Francisco's coming to Green Bay. Fine. Fine. (laughs) I just, I'm sorry. Like, if we go back in history of the Packers and Niners, I was the one on, on the big show saying the Niners were going to hammer them in the playoffs that year when they hammered them in the regular season. And Baby Tosh and Gary and everybody was getting mad at me for making that call. I'm like, there's just no way. Nothing's changed. Like, it's all the same personnel. What's going to change? It's going to be the same game plan. You have the same personnel trying to stop them. Nothing has changed. It's going to happen again. So it's not like I'm just picking the Packers just to pick the Packers. I've picked against the Packers lots. But in this scenario here, no. They just, there's just not enough. They don't have enough on offense, I don't think. To beat Dallas or Green Bay. I just don't think there's enough there. Now, unless, you know, Prescott turns over the ball some. Or uh, in the Packers situation, Crosby misses some field goals. Uh, They get a couple of big returns and gives them short fields. You know, that type of stuff happens fine. But straight up, you know, Packers offense against their defense, Cowboys offense versus their defense, I just don't think they have enough there. And then if you go the other side of the ball, I think the Packers defensively 
are as good, if not better, than the Cowboys at this point with all these guys coming back. Now, again, we don't know how they're going to play, right? Jerry Alexander hasn't played forever. So, you know, maybe there's going to be some rush to be shaken off there, right? We, we don't know how Zadarius Smith is going to play. We don't know how Merciless is going to play mm-hmm. with that bicep injury if they're going to be, you know, at the top of their game. They probably won't be. I mean, Bakhtiari just played against the Lions, and he even said he went out there. He thought he did pretty good since he hadn't played, but he also realizes there was a couple of things he had to work on before this divisional round. So even though maybe he didn't want to play and it took Rodgers to nudge him to play, now he got his feet wet, and I think it makes Bakhtiari better for this next playoff game. These other guys that we just talked about, they haven't got any game action whatsoever. So there may be a little bit of rust here uh, and things to move on and get over a little bit early on in this game before they get settled in. So we'll have to wait and see. But from a talent standpoint, I mean, I just defensively, I just don't think there's a better... Uh, more talented defense right now left in the playoffs, Plucker, than the Green Bay Packers have right now. I don't know about that. I mean, what defense do you like more? I mean, who else is as deep at corner, deep at linebacker? I mean, who's that defense that's got fair. so much talent? I I get what you're saying. I mean, the Patriots' defense is still very good, and uh, they've got a great head coach, a great coach, a, a great defensive minded head coach. No I question. also think the 49ers' defense is a lot better than what people give them credit for. Uh, the Bucks, when they're healthy, certainly going to be in that conversation. Well, David too. is back for them. Uh, Vita Vea as well. Yep. So I mean, they're they're piece. getting. He is a big dude. Uh, I love that. Dude. <laughs> and so I think all of those teams kind of rival what the Packers have, and. And I know the Packers' defense has not been as great. They're still uh, they're Super Bowl caliber defense. I'm I'm not discrediting that, right. but I don't think that they're the only Super Bowl caliber defense in the playoffs this season. Sure, I can get down with that. I in Tampa Bay, so for Tampa Bay, this, their secondary's been hurt all year. I mean, they haven't been healthy for a majority of the year in the secondary. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this whole thing plays out. All right. So that was uh, asking Plucker what was his upset pick for the wild card round of the playoffs. We also didn't ask Plucker. I realize. Best and worst matchup for the Packers, in his opinion, uh, in the on the NFC side uh, for the playoffs. And we go back and we talk about that. For me, I like Arizona. Like, I'm good. If if this comes down to Cardinals-Rams Monday night to see who the Packers play at Lambeau, I'm good. Bring Kyler Murray and those guys here. I don't think they have enough to beat the Packers. Um, so for me, it's, it's definitely the Cardinals. Um, Worst matchup for the Packers, I still think, is the Cowboys just because of how much talent they have on offense. They have two really good running backs. Uh, they've got a good wide receiving core. they got a tight end that does enough. Uh, and their quarterback is is pretty dang good, too, And Dak Prescott. And a defense that can get after the quarterback a little bit of that offensive line uh, isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Now, thankfully, the majority of this year, this offensive line has played really well. But we talked about rust. Billy Turner has not played. This is Bakhtiari's second game. We only played a half. Myers only played a half as well. He's going to have to come in and play too. So there might be some of that rust factor on early on uh, as well, um, if need be. But thankfully, if it's Dallas, it won't be until the conference championship game. So these guys will all have at least one game under their belt uh, by that point. All right, for you, Plucker, best, worst matchup for the Packers? Well, I'm looking at the teams that – in the playoffs on the NFC side of things that do things differently uh, because okay. the reason why I have just not been afraid of the Cowboys all season long, there, there are several uh, Mike McCarthy against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not losing that game. I can I, well, almost guarantee you that Aaron Rodgers is I'll not I'll tell you one thing. If they lose that game, nobody's going to blame Aaron Rodgers regardless of what happens. Well, probably true. That's but, not happening. But, I It'll mean, be they're Joe gonna, Barry be asked to be fired if they lose the Cowboys game. would probably have to line up digs over... Over Devontae, and that is just going to be a nightmare matchup. I think you got to put two guys on Adams, and, regardless of who you are. 
And and then if they do that, I mean, the Packers can hit Jones out of the backfield. They can hit Lazard or MBS we haven't even or any talked of these about other guys Cobb too. Either I mean, or Cobb coming back as well. Yes. And he's had some big games. He used to play in Dallas, yep. so obviously he's going to know that system and know that team pretty well. Uh, and and the intricacies because a lot of the guys that were on that team when Cobb was there are still with Dallas. So he's going to be able to help out exponentially. I didn't even think of that, but that's another thing. That's a big ad going, too. Going for the Packers in the yep. situation too. Uh, on the grass at Lambeau Field, not on the turf in in Jerry World. Uh, And this Packers defense is set up to beat an offense like the Dallas Cowboys, a team that throws the ball a lot. Keep The Packers defense has all year long has kept things in front of them while being able to stop the run with Devondre Campbell up the middle. Uh, And as good as the Cowboys and as fast as especially Pollard has been for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think Zeke is the back that he once was. I don't think he's the power back. That has been the issue for the Packers all season long. Zeke's not that guy anymore. And I think the Packers defense would have enough to keep up with the Cowboys. Now the teams that I am concerned about are the 49ers who do run the football a little Mm -hmm. bit more, who have that focus, who have bigger backs like Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell. not throwing the ball a ton. Exactly. Uh, That's one of the teams. And the Bucs, if they're healthy, uh, the Bucs have a good enough receiver core, even with Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, but can also move the ball on the ground with Leonard Fournette if he's there, with Ronald Jones if he's there, and even Keyshawn Vaughn can be thrown into that conversation too. And you have Tom Brady and a really strong defense, like I was just saying. So the 49ers and Bucks are the two teams that I would be most concerned about. And honestly, the rest of the teams, Cowboys, Cardinals, Rams, I think the Packers have a way Philly. better roster and are way uh, even Philly. I mean, it's Philly. Uh, Packers roster-wise is much more talented, much deeper than Philadelphia. Uh, even if Philly does decide to just run the ball to death, I think the Packers will know that and threaten them to throw the ball deep, which I don't think that they would do very successfully. So Eagles, Cardinals, Rams, Cowboys, I think those are the teams that the Packers would handle rather easily. And I just, those are the teams left. I mean, that's best case scenario. For you Green gotta Bay. like Cardinals and Rams playing in minus degree weather possibly in Green Bay. Next exactly. Week. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't care if they play Sunday afternoon or Sunday night, whatever that game ends up being uh, in the divisional round for the Packers. They're gonna have a big advantage. Now Philly, look, they're they probably in cold weather, too, so it won't maybe be as big of a deal. But again, from a talent standpoint, Green Bay clearly has more talent. It's just a matter of whether or not they can slow down Philly's running game uh, because their quarterback runs, too. I mean, if the guys that are left, Kyler Murray's going to get out and run a little bit. Stafford ain't going anywhere. Brady's not going anywhere. Maybe, you know, if he has to, Brady will run a little bit, but normally he's not going to be taken off and running on you. Um, and then who else, are, who else am I missing here of who's left? Garoppolo, he doesn't really run. Uh, all that much at this point. Right. Dak a little bit, but Dak's more of a pocket quarterback. He doesn't want to really get out and run if he doesn't have to. Um, so I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing I would plays be out. most concerned with the Rams if Stafford can take care of the football in the playoffs. No, I just don't trust and, it. And I don't trust it either. As much nope. as I love Matt Stafford as a Lions oh. guy, I, I don't what, – what I've seen from him this year, I mean, just an obscene amount of pick sixes, real quick, real quick. interceptions, so, all of these things. You Lions guy, uh, uh, Dan Plucker, did mm-hmm. you see what they're doing on the ticket in Detroit for this game? Have you seen this? Are they playing the game on the ticket? You haven't heard about this? No. Oh. Okay, so – who Costa? That's the guy's name, right? C O S T A. Jim Costa, right. I think. Yeah. yeah. So him and our boy Jeff Rieger are doing like a viewing party. It must be like a virtual viewing party or something. I don't know. So they're doing a viewing party during the game, right? And Costa is a big supporter of Stafford, 
if you've heard Rieger on Big Show, you know he is not, does not like Stafford at all, thinks he's a choke, and so do I. So whoever loses the game, the fans will get to pick out what type of shot, as gross as they want, for that person to have to do in front of everybody after the game is over. So the fans can pick out how gross a shot it is, whatever the case may be. I'm guessing they'll be doing drinking and so forth uh, throughout the game and having different things. They're going to have guests uh, on as well throughout the game, Plucker. Uh, and apparently Lions fans are all about Stafford right now because it sounds like, from what I read today, uh, that that town is pretty split on those that loved Stafford and thought the Lions screwed up and those that think Stafford's just a screw-up and it didn't matter. Very, very split, yeah, apparently, in Detroit. I don't know. I think that, that, that Stafford was who he was. I think he was the best quarterback that the Detroit Lions have had Agreed. In how long? In how long? Agreed. And so for that, I appreciate the career that Matt Thews had. It's kind of like Cutler with the Bears, though, isn't it? No. It's, yes. He was better than Cutler. Cutler. No, 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 no. I'm not comparing the two. I'm saying Cutler was the best quarterback the Bears had had forever. Sure. But same that's not saying much. No, well, and it's not for Detroit either. Correct. But, right. but at the same standpoint, like like I said, Stafford was a borderline elite quarterback in this lead for, mm-hmm. and still is for almost a decade now. And... And some people have him in the elite category. Some people don't. But he's been teetering that line for pretty much his entire career. I don't know if you could ever have said that about Jay Cutler. And uh, Stafford, at least, you know, got the Lions to the playoffs, never won a game there, unfortunately. But like I said, when when you have just so much quarterback failure in a franchise for so long to finally get somebody like that that Mm -hmm. kind of pulls you out of the depths and the him and Calvin Johnson for the longest time being that one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos in the NFL Calvin Johnson quit there's there's so much what if that goes through my mind while thinking about that Lions team because at one point they had they had Sue I believe they had Darius Slay, yep. Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, and Golden Tate all on the some, roster at the same time. Talent. They had some talent on that team, no doubt. Coming up next, we'll talk with Chad Ryder of NFL.com, see uh, about some of the draft prospects of these Badger players. Also, uh, look at a little bit about maybe whose draft spot came up a little bit, came down, and maybe what uh, may interest the Packers at the end of Ron What? Now, are you looking for a new career? Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? About a company that's been in business for over 30 years. Well, my guys over at Young Express, they're looking at hiring a dispatcher right now. And they're looking to hire immediately if they can. You need to be able to work, uh, have multi, be able to be a multitasker in a fast-paced environment. Good communication skills. Computer literate. Come on, we all should be at this point. No overall friendly disposition. Uh, overall friendly disposition, I should say. For dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. My translation, not theirs. Don't be a jerk. No experience necessary because they're willing to train you to be a dispatcher for Young Express. What do you get? Competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match. That's always fun. Health plan, Christmas bonus. Apply at youngexpress.com today. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success. Drives them. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan on a picket safe football Friday. See Sparky Fiverr with you as we get ready for some NFL playoff action this weekend. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games. And they're a huge entertainment game room. We're talking about indoor bocce ball, dartboards, pool tables, shuffleboard, table tennis, foosball, 
everything you could possibly want. And then while you're playing, you settle down, have some great food while you're playing your games, loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday. Today's Friday, yeah. They got fish fries piled up. Ha! With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin. Go right now. North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. You just can't match the amount of stuff and games and fun and entertainment you can have. There's nowhere else to do all the stuff you can do at Q Club of Wisconsin. Go see those fine, fine people out there in Waukesha. Joining us now, another fine, fine person, Chad Ryder, uh, NFL draft expert at NFL.com, joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Chad, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, you bet. I'm just here humming and strumming all over God's world. You know, that's what I'm That's what I'm doing here. I love that song that led me in. Well, oh, good, 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 yeah. Quite, quite good. Quite always good. good. Yep. Yeah, always good when I can provide music that you all like when you're on hold. That's good. All right, positive. Um, okay, first things first. I, there's there are some I want to talk about individuals, uh, draft prospects. Before we start, I want to start with Badger guys. Like, who are we talking about? Uh, that's going to be that's draft eligible here. Uh, that we'll be talking about if there is anybody uh, on the first couple of days of draft, a uh, couple of first days of the draft of the Badgers. I know there are no first round picks, uh, but are there any second or third round picks potentially coming from this Badger team? Oh sure, um, you know it's going to be. Leo Chanel is a really interesting prospect because he is an athletic freak, but not as tall as most guys that would go first round um, are, you know, as an inside linebacker. It'll be interesting to see how high he rises um, as a combine workout guy because obviously he's got great film as well. Um, but I would think he would be somewhere in the second round, um, early third maybe, but I, I'm guessing second round right now. Why does why um, does how tall you are matter at inside linebacker? Well, the other thing is the the relative value of that position. Not very many inside linebackers are taken in the first round unless sure. you're like a super freak like Devin Boyd from Utah and stuff like that. So yep. that's, that's the one thing. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't matter for his NFL success. You've seen plenty of guys – you know, had great success. It's just talking about whether he's a first round pick or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like I said, uh, you know, he'll test well enough. And the, and the issue is length. Um, if you want a guy that is going to be able to handle, let's say you want him to be a, a pass rusher, um, he's got to be able to handle the length of these veteran guards and tackles, everybody. And so that's, that's the issue. But again, he's going to be a fine player. So um, it doesn't really matter. But he's going to be picked early. Jake Ferguson's an interesting guy. I don't know if he'll go third round. He could, um, again, based on what he does in the senior bowl, uh, how he works out. He's got really great hands. He, he may not be the plus athlete that some other tight ends in this class are, so that may hurt him a bit. But, again, he's going to have a pro career, a long pro career. So, um, but it's just a matter of where he goes, whether it's third, fourth round. So two, um, those yeah, two guys. Board. Oh, another one. Okay, we got three. All right, good. Yeah, Sanborn potentially could fit in there. Um, and I like Logan Bress also. As, as, so I, there's a few guys that are going to be in that third or fourth round mix. Um, so, but nothing, you know, not a lot of guys too early. Let's talk about Logan for a second. Do you think, um, I mean, I, I know the answer from talking to a couple of personnel people in the NFL over the course of time. Um, do you think that sometimes guys get bumps uh, on draft stock because of the position they play and the university they play it for? And the history of that position yeah. in the NFL? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, but you still have to play. Uh, not every Wisconsin lineman who's come out over the last 10 years has been drafted. True. Um, and and I, you have to still have to play at the end, in the end. Um, but you look at a guy like David, David Edwards, who's you know still in the league, still starting, um, and, and guys like that, um, you know, could be a model for a guy like Bruss, who could play inside or outside, um, you know, and if he tests well and everything's good off the field, then, you know, why wouldn't you use a mid-round pick on that guy? Talking with Chad Ryder of uh, NFL.com, draft expert, have him on all the time. Uh, Chad, uh, let, let's move on now uh, from the Wisconsin Badgers a little bit. And I want to specifically focus on some of these post uh, like bowls, the hula bowl, senior bowl, and so forth. How much can you really move your draft stock by playing well in one of these ones or the East West game, whatever? Yeah. Um, you can, it, it's sort of a tight, you know, each of these things. Okay. So all the guys come in and they have teams have some idea of the value of these guys coming in, but when they play in different conferences or different divisions or FCS versus FBS and all that, you need a way to judge whether those skills and that athleticism that he showed on tape is going to match up against other really good college players. Now, SEC guys, they play NFL types all the time, so you get to see that. But for some of these other guys, it's more important. Um, so there's guys, there's, a, there's an offensive tackle from the Northern Iowa, Trevor Penning. He's played a lot of FCS football. He did go up against um, Iowa State this year, and he shut down Will McDonald, their, their really good edge rusher. So he has a little bit of tape against FC, FBS competition. But for guys like that, these weeks are, are really important, and they can take them from like, oh, maybe he's draftable to like, oh, well, maybe we need to start thinking about him early on day three instead of later on day three, things like that. When we talk about uh, the quarterback position in this draft, would these quarterbacks have been first round picks had they come out the last couple of years with those two draft classes? Uh, no, I mean Howell, Sam Howell from North Carolina, yes. Um, probably Carson Strong from Nevada would be considered a first round pick. The only issue with him is his knee, and it's on his right foot. He's had issues of it with it since high school, so. But he's he's a first round quality. He he was last year. He would have been in any draft. He's he was a first round call, and I think Sam Powell as well. Kenny Pickett really did himself a lot of favors this year by playing well. Um, if Kenny Pickett had played this year as he did last year, he certainly would have been in the conversation for a first round, maybe an early second round. Um, Matt Corral kind of came out of nowhere. Um, maybe not so much. Um, maybe wouldn't have been in, in a posture. And Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, I don't even think is in the first round conversation. All right, so good. I, I don't think he would have been last year either. I guess I just I'm not sold on this quarterback class, and we'll see how it all plays yeah. out once they get into the NFL. I'm just not as as sold on this class. Now, next, well, go look, ahead. look, you need you need a guy, you know, you need a guy at that position, and um. Yeah, but I see. But this is where we disagree, though. I I may need a guy, but I'm not just taking a guy because I need to take a guy. Like if I'm not sold on somebody in the first round of quarterback, I'll take a different position and I'll wait. I mean, we just had Ballard come out, the GM of the Colts come out, and pretty much not give exactly a ringing endorsement of Carson Wentz going forward. 
I looked at his contract. He's very movable if somebody wants to take him on. The cap bid isn't that bad at all for the Colts if they wanted to move on from Carson Wentz right now. I mean, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, I can just make a move for Carson Wentz uh, and probably not have to give up a oh first-round pick would be my are guess. You, are you serious? Well, sure, because Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz... Have you actually watched him play this year? Dude, I'm a Colts oh fan. God, I, he's horrific. Hey, I'm a Colts he's fan. Horrific. I've watched all of his games. All what? I'm saying is Terrible. I can get Terrible. a veteran quarterback... All, all I'm saying is is that there are teams that didn't take Justin Fields. They didn't take um, other guys in the past because they weren't sold on them. And right. guess what? They're still looking for a quarterback. And maybe. And maybe yeah. maybe I would yeah. regret it. I'm just saying, for me personally, yeah. I'd rather have a veteran quarterback in there until I get the young guy that I'm sold on and I like in the meantime versus taking a guy that I'm really not all that sold on, really not sure if I'm doing the right thing, uh, and then maybe turn around and regret it later, knowing that I really, really like this defensive end, but I didn't take him because I needed, quote, a quarterback instead. Like, that's the situation well, where I think sometimes guys get into in the league, and that's what yeah, I don't like. Yeah, you know, here's the, here's, the, here's the thing. Let me go get a veteran quarterback, okay? They traded a lot for Carson Wentz. They sure did. he was the veteran quarterback they needed. And took a cap hit, too. Um, yeah. And and the uh, you know Stafford and Goff get switched in this huge trade. Uh, I don't know are the Rams any better with Stafford than they were with Goff. We're gonna find out in the I playoffs, right? Yep. So there's if Sparky, if there's a veteran quarterback who's available, he's available for a reason. For sure. Um, you know, and and once in a while that those trades work out, but honestly, like using one high first round pick. On a guy, and you know, obviously they're not going to take a guy just to take a quarterback. They have to buy in. The teams will buy into a guy because they need a quarterback subconsciously, right? I mean, Correct. if you need one, you're going to want them more. You're going to talk so, yourself into but, it, right? Well, well, here's the thing: if you if you pick a guy, he's a lot cheaper than that veteran that you went and got. For a lot of money. Man, what are you doing, man? You How have... many times have you been on the radio, Chad Ryder? You're killing me, I man. I know. I know. Good God, I got you fired all up. fired up today. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so there's no there's risk involved with any picks, right? Yeah. And 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 I think you have to be able you have to be able to take a chance on some of these guys. And they don't turn out. I mean it's a fifty fifty proposition, right? Yeah. Some guys will turn out, some guys won't. But man, you know, quarterback, you know, veteran quarterback. Look at the Bears, right? They get Andy Dalton, they get Nick Foles, right? Two veteran quarterbacks. They've been terrible. So you know, there's just there's no certain thing here when it when it comes to quarterback. All right, let's move away from the quarterback position. Let's go to a different position. My favorite guy in this draft, and I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know if he's going to make it to Green Bay. Maybe if Green Bay trades Rodgers this offseason, they'll have a pick high enough to maybe go get him if if he's there and they like him. I love Jordan Davis. He may not play, be able to play every snap because of his size and so forth, the defensive lineman from Georgia, but I, I absolutely love him. I, I can't get enough of him. Yeah. Uh, and if I got him in my defensive line for Green Bay, I feel a lot better about stopping anybody running the football going forward. Yeah, um, he doesn't even know how good he can be yet. That's the scary part because he is able – I mean, they list him at like 340 pounds. There's no way. He's like 360. Yep, okay. I agree. Yep. Um, and so – and so he can just move guys that are like six to 300 pounds with his upper body. And he can, 
move. You saw it. You saw it in the championship game. You've seen it throughout the rest of the year. Where that, if you line him up in one gap and he just shoots it, he can get through there. He's got more quickness than you think. So it's going to be really interesting to see how high he goes. I don't think it's like top ten. Right. But the Chargers, I think, are like seventeen right now. I think that's going to be the sweet spot for him. And um, I don't know if the Packers would would move up that high to go get him, but I I think that's where you have to go. We've got two defensive ends at the top of this draft, two defensive linemen at the top of this draft. Are you sold on either one of them being worthy of a one or two pick in the first round of a draft? Uh, yes, in this particular draft, if you're not going to pick a quarterback, the next the, the guys that are at the top of the list are – Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. Correct. The only other guy that could be in that mix is Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama. And I don't necessarily think he's as good a player as those guys, but for a team like Jacksonville, who desperately needs to do better on the offensive line, I would not be shocked if they went in that direction because he's going to blow up the combine. And people are going to be like, this guy's 6'6", 350, and he can move like that? Yep. He's in play for number one. Hey, uh, Plucker, Plucker's a Lions fan, Dan Plucker, my executive producer. Uh, your thoughts, if they take this this offensive lineman from Alabama versus a pass rusher, you okay with that, or are you going to be mad? Because they just took an offensive lineman last year, and the line seemingly played pretty well this year. Yeah, well, they would have to really love him. Don't you agree, Chad? Because the Lions' offensive line is already pretty strong. Uh, yeah, no, I don't see the Lions taking them. I, I think the, I think the, they would they would take one of the addressers, I would think, at this point, just because of the value. But but you have to remember that the Lions are, are coaching at the Senior Bowl. And who's at the Senior Bowl? Sam Howell. Oh, my God. North Carolina. Oh, gee. Yeah. Oh, so just watch for that. Oh, my God. And again, I'm not saying they are going to pick, but oh. Senior Bowl coaches, coaching staff, tend to fall in love with guys on their team. Sure, because they know them. They you know their work ethic. They see how they, they practice. They see it. how they uh, you know uh, take stuff in and are able to fix whatever they're right. being taught. Oh, yeah, I totally get the advantage for sure. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I get uh, they could definitely take one of the pass rushers um, with their cap situation with golf and whatever. I, I don't know that they're going to do that. But just something to think about as, as the senior bowl goes yeah. along to see how Malik Willis from Liberty is a really interesting quarterback, um, too. So. Oh, We'll see how the Lions deal with those guys. Well, Chad, and, uh, since we're talking since we're talking about the Lions, do you think that there is enough interest from further back in the draft, That's even in I like do. the the yes. ten range? Yes. You know, a team like Get maybe out. the Jets that have multiple or the yes. Giants that have multiple first round picks, right. maybe even the Eagles. Like That's would any of those teams be interested in packaging something and moving up into the top two make to Plucker, get one of those edge? Make rushers? Plucker the GM of the Lions. Let him fix it. I agree with yeah, Plucker. Well, Trade out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen that, right? The Bears moved into two to get Trubisky. Um, there's a lot of situations where, where that happens, and I think that's that's really – I mean, look, you, like you said, if I'm the Lions, if I'm um, – oh, my gosh, Brad Holmes, the GM of the Lions, I'm calling all these teams and saying, hey, I was talking to Houston, and they're really interested in this quarterback. Um, they love Sam Howell. They love Kenny Pickett, whoever it is. Um, so let's talk. What do you, what do you want to give me to, to get ahead of those guys? And those, even if they're, you know, really, you know, the, maybe the Texans really hadn't called him, but he might say that anyway. And 
just to get the, the juices flowing for these other teams. So they're in a really good position there to um, to grab a lot of picks. And then the Packers, obviously, at the end of round one, I'm not sure how much different the talent is at the end of round one versus the middle of round one. But them moving out of round one makes all the sense in the world, especially considering yeah. they could be in salary cap hell and are going to need those draft picks. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. I, you know, typically that's that's a strong move. But Uh-oh. we've seen that bite them too, right? Sure. I remember being on on the phone with you and Gary and Leroy talking about T.J. Watt. Yep. And how much I love T.J. Watt. Yep. And instead of taking T.J. Watt, they move into the second round to get more picks and to pick Kevin King. So you just have to be careful with that, that there isn't a guy of value worth taking before you before you exit. But yes, I, I believe this is more of a trade down year than a trade up year. Yep, I agree. Chad Ryder, NFL.com. Follow him on Twitter uh, as well. And again, we talk about Chad Ryder. It's easy. It's at Chad underscore Ryder, R-E-U-T-E-R at Chad underscore writer. Chad, as always, thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk to you down the line. Thanks, Sparky. I'm going to go wash my mouth out with soap now. For what? See ya. Oh, yeah, I know for what. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember. Don't say it again. All right. See you, Chad. Bye-bye. There he is. <laughs> Chad Ryder of NFL.com. I can't believe he did that. Clearly, I had him all fired up about uh, the Carson Wentz comment. Uh, he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We're applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. My Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness. Want to cash in during the pro football playoffs? Try out giving props. A free-to-play contest on betql.com. Every round of the playoffs, they have post 10 props. Simply create an account and make your picks for a chance to win $2,000 in weekly winnings. Plus, just by signing up, you're entered into a random grand prize drawing for $10,000. Get started today at betql.com slash props. That's betql.com slash props. Steve Sparky, Fiverr, Dan Plucker, other side of uh, the glass. We talked about earlier on the Wendy's Big Show about the Milwaukee Bucks taking care of business uh, against the Golden State Warriors. Um, and, and this stat uh, from last night, on Thursday, Giannis, uh, led both the Bucks and Warriors in points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. He's the first player to do that while playing under 30 minutes since at least the 1973-1974 season. Plus, his triple-double now matches him with Michael Jordan uh, for triple-doubles in a career. I, we don't got time to take calls on all this because Rami's coming up and so forth. When do you start thinking about his place overall in the history of this league. I mean, this is a relatively young dude. If they win another championship this year, which I think is a, a, a real possibility here, he wins another championship, and now he's got two rings, possibly another MVP award, depending on how the MVP race plays out, possibly defensive player of the year. Did you see the interview on TNT on the court with Giannis after? Um, the sideline reporter, she goes, asked him something about um, – after last year, you know, what did you think you have to work on to get better? And Giannis said he thinks right now the one thing he's working on is he needs to be better defensively than he's been to this point, and he wants to get better defensively. That's a scary proposition for the rest of the NBA right now. I don't know how much up, more up he can take his game, but if that's something he's consciously looking at film and trying to figure out how to get even better than he is already defensively, that's scary too. And the NBA, kind of like Super Bowls with quarterbacks, 
NBA, a lot of the times you start talking about greatest players of all time, and it's based on rings, championship rings, right? Michael, Kobe, uh, those players are normally based on how many championships do they have. Then you get into uh, MVPs, finals MVPs, defensive player of the year awards, that type of stuff. And then eventually you get to, you know, how many points, rebounds, assists, and you start putting together all the cumulative numbers. Giannis is young enough in his career. If he's able to get, I think, a second championship right away again this year, again, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong, but I think if he wins another one, I think that week right after he wins it, I think you'll see these talking heads start talking about where his place in history is going to be overall on this list and how close is he maybe uh, to the top of that list if he's able to win a second championship and maybe another MVP uh, award this year. All right, we'll talk to Rami Makhlouf coming up next. The Rami Show, straight ahead at 3. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Rami Makhlouf joins us now. Your, your athletic stuff, you should just keep it off social media. Like, what do you I, mean? don't, I don't know what you're doing. What do you Man, mean? We just got done talking about you uh-huh. losing years ago in our arm wrestling contest to Matt Space Barlow. Yeah. We all know you lost to me in a race. Yeah. And then after that conversation leading into your show tomorrow, you decide, hey, I'm going to show everybody what my jumper looks like or lack thereof. Uh, and we're going to post that for my days at Score North. Excuse me? Dude, how far did you get off the ground? Come on. Was that, that a jumper? I don't think that was a jumper. It doesn't matter. I think did it was go more in? of a. What would you have called that? Did it go in? Well, I'm, these knees are shot. I don't some de- of I don't, them. I don't deny these knees are shot. Some dude. of them. These knees in. are shot. But You're they, the one that told me your goal was to dunk. I, that was a long time ago. Tim Grover told me to give up on that. <laughs> I all right, Tim Grover, the famous Bulls <laughs> trainer who came on our show, and Rami had to bring up to him about dunking the basketball. And told him how big he was and his to- how tall he was. Grover laughed and was like, yeah, "You may want to just move on." Like I can't help you. It really happened. It did. It did happen. He really actually brought that up to and the Tim was, Grover. I was reading his book at the time. Yeah, I and remember. He had, he had a chapter in there. I still read that book from time to time. It's a good. It's a good like uh, reset type of thing. You know. Really? I mean, yeah, it's a good, it's 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 a good book, and uh, he has a whole chapter in there about how you haven't failed till you've given up, like you you haven't failed until you've given up. If you've given up on something, then yes, you failed at it because you'll never achieve that. But if you if you're still trying, if you're still reaching for that ring, you you haven't failed until you've given up. And he just straight up told me to give up. He just told me. <laughs> just give up on my dream to dunk a basketball. Right. It was it crushed demor- you. It was demoralizing. Yeah, you man. were crushed. Yeah. You, we all could see your face just. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to say that. I legitimately did not think he was going to say that. Yeah. Keep trying, Rami. Yeah, you're that's one what day. I thought. Like you can do this, man. No. That's what I thought was going to come from him. But not no, what happened. That's not what happened at all. Good but, thing he he was able to level with you and you actually listened to him. But I could. I I I stand by the claim that I made yesterday. Any show on these airwaves. Sam and I will take them two on yeah, two. We're all too old. Any show. Hey, I heard you. And you challenged Bard. I'll take you two on one. You. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Blogger said, smoke, could, Blogger said he could beat you and Bring Sam. The, you don't want this smoke, I, man. I, I, A lot I, of big talk going on. Nobody really I, wants this smoke. I don't dude. think it has anything to do with you. I, I don't I think. I play basketball twice a week, dude. Yeah, Good he plays twice a week. Full court for, for a couple I'm hours. proud of you. Endurance wise, I good, don't think Bart could last more than him. five minutes. So that takes. I Bart know out. I could take Bart. And Toby. Oh, endurance, <laughs> for endurance, sure. endurance, not a problem for me. I didn't say you. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I man. said Bart mm-hmm. and Toby. I don't know what kind of physical condition Toby's in. I have no idea. Toby. All Toby's I know is talking this. big too, man. They, those Y'all can those get this smoke if you really want it. Those two, mm-hmm. nor me, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. or nor you, uh-huh. could handle Sam Schmitz. 
uh, there's just no way. He's too tall. Like He'd be bouncing it off the backboard, catching it, and trying to put it back in again. Yeah. We'd be dead. It'd be yeah. all over. Exactly. Right. So you and Sam versus Bart and Toby, I'll take you two all day. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. I'd probably go with you two as well. Plucker is probably you. the best basketball player on the staff. Up to 21. How many do we beat him by? Seven? I'd say four. Four, Ten. you think? And it'd be about a 40-minute game. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Bart wouldn't make it 20 minutes. No well, right. chance. It would, it would wind Bart up being would... Toby Sam for about, you know, 20 of the 40 minutes. You'd have to take a halftime. Bart, Bart would quit and be like, I'm done. He's I'm like, done. Bart would get to the point where he'd be like, this is stupid. I'm done. done. He'd just like walk off done. the court. Done. See ya. Too much. I'm out. There's no way. And for people that don't know, we actually have a basketball court in our parking lot now. Now, they haven't put the hoop in. They're going to do that in the spring. But once that hoop goes in, this is all going to happen right here. Right here outside. I'm ready, man. When it gets nice outside. I'm ready. That means Bart has like three, four, five months to get himself physically ready for this. So start training like Rocky, man. Yeah. Get yourself in better shape, and away we go. Bring that smoke. We'll see. I just don't think they have any chance against Sam. I just don't think. No. No, they don't have any chance. I mean, the combination of me and Sam. No, it has nothing is what do. they don't have any chance against. You can just sit down and watch. And Sam will take them both by himself. Like, I, I don't think it matters with Dan you. Dan can team up with you or Leroy or Gary. I don't care. I don't care. I can have the shooter, Leroy. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can. <laughs> and and his knee brace. And his... Well, he's got to wear the knee brace. That's that's token. Leroy. It's okay. I'll just leave him in the corner. I can kick out. To right. Him. Exactly. Yeah. Just let him shoot. You're a shooter. Hit your shot. Right. Uh, all right, Ron. What do you got coming up on the show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. You got the Packers or the field to win the Super Bowl? Packers. Really? That's easy. Put it on your mama. I am not putting anything. Put on it my on your mama. mama. No. Then you don't believe it. I don't play your then you don't believe it. Your stuff. Then you don't believe it. If you Shut won't up. put it on your mama. I've been saying Packers all year in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to change it now. Dan Packers or the field? The field. Who do you got in Easy the AFC? Choice. We made our Super Bowl predictions today. In the AFC, I had the Bills before the season started. I had Packers Bills. Mm-hmm. So today we let everybody revise them now that we know what the field is and how everybody's playing and injuries and so forth. Yeah. I can't. I mean, Kansas City's obviously the chalk. I can't do that. So I'm rolling the dice. Long shot, plus 800, Plucker said. Bengals. Bengals are hot and playing well. So I got Bengals, Packers. Not going to happen probably, but I, I'll take the Bengals in the AFC. That's that's the team I'm intrigued by. Like, I want to say Chiefs, but then there's a part of me that also is intrigued by the Bengals. I'm not rooting for them. Rami, put money Joe on Burrow the Bengals if you're so intrigued. so red hot right now, dude. Well, yeah, put money on them. Like you just said, it's plus 800. That's really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. You make yeah. good money. Wow. So if I put 100 down. You could win 800. I win 800. If they get there. If I put 200 down. Just to get there, it's plus 800? It's just to get to just the show Super Bowl. Up. You don't got to beat Damn. the Packers. Now, mm. that's not who I'm rooting for in Gambling the is illegal in the state of Wisconsin. But that's not who so. I'm rooting for. Oneida. You can go bet at Oneida. Actually, I, I might go down to Chicago this weekend. You definitely bet at Illinois. Mm. Bet Rivers. Yeah. That's not who I'm rooting for in the AFC, though. Who are you rooting for? Raiders. I want him to keep his job. And I think he's going to lose his job if he loses his game. No, he's not keeping that I job. want him. Baloney. If he gets the AFC Championship game, Davis can't fire him. If he gets there, sure yes. he can. No. If he wins it, no, probably not. If he oh, gets there, though, he can. If he gets there, he's got to win two games. You can't fire that dude if he wins two games in the playoffs. Mm, yeah, you could. Who said, the plugger, did you say, somebody said he's the first interim coach to take a team to the playoffs in NFL history? Who said that today on the big show? Well, it wasn't me. Somebody said that he was the first interim coach to take a team to the playoffs. I don't know if it's true or not. I forgot who said it. Somebody brought it up on the show today. If that's true, that's even more reason not to fire him. Plus, there's video all over social media uh, about Zay Jones, I think it was on the sideline, said, he came over to him and say something. He said, come here closer. And NFL film, somebody picked it up uh, and had it mic'd up or something. And you heard him say, hey, man, you know, uh, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job coaching us or something like that. Uh, to his head coach. He didn't have to say anything to his head coach like that. And somebody picked it up. I think he deserves the job, regardless of what happens. But I think if he wins a couple of games, he's got a chance. So 
I'm picking the Bengals, but I'm kind of rooting for the Raiders. All right. For him. So we'll talk about that yeah. out of the gates. Ryan Horvat will be here at 345. The hammer. He uh, will have his picks for the weekend. He also he knows Bulls fan. He knows about this uh, this two on two challenge. I didn't know he was a Bulls fan. That's been laid down. And a Cubs fan. Yeah, yeah. He I is. didn't realize he was a Bulls fan until I was listening to MGM tonight the other night, going on and on about it. But the he's, Bulls. A, he's a lot like, like oh. me. He's he's a Bulls fan, but he's 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 on board with these Bucks. He bet against them last night. I mean, that's Stop. that's different. That's business. That's business. And he also he'll have thoughts on the two on two tournament or two on two challenge that's been laid down by Sam and myself. Four o'clock, Sparky. Who do you want to see? Who don't you want to see in the division cha- in the division round of the playoffs against the Green Bay Packers? We'll also talk with Ryan Wood, our Green Bay Football Insider. We'll have to talk about that Bucks game tonight. A lot to get to last on night. the Rami Show this afternoon. Did I say tonight? Yeah. Last night. Yeah, last night. Bulls get the Warriors tonight. Play tonight. Yeah, I saw that. No clay though. No clay. No, no Dre. Uh, I don't think Draymond Green either. No. Hmm. But they decided yesterday that Clay was only playing in one of them, and they picked to play against Milwaukee instead of the Bulls. Bulls should win that game then. Yeah, we, we think you uh, come off your whole uh, Bulls little thing you did at the beginning of the year and, and kind of brought down every Bulls fan listening in Chicago to the score. No, I that stand day. by what I said. Still, they they can't there. win a championship. Still stay They're there. not going to win a championship. Probably shouldn't do that again, though, in Chicago when you're on the score. Why? Because I just give you. Do you have any idea of how excited those people are? I just give you the real They're stuff. They're so man. happy down there right on, now. I can't go on the air and lie to people. So you bring a wet blanket to every like, show you do for whatever team you're talking like I about. Could, I could come here and be like, oh, Josh Allen is great, but he's not. You know what I mean? Well, you win a wet blanket on the Packers for a last week. Did you hear me yesterday? What now? So positive yesterday. Sam so, Schmitz. So positive yesterday. So Rami Makhlouf claims after being yesterday, a wet blanket I was a, I was a, all week. I was a beam of positivity. That yesterday he was Mr. Positive about the Packers. Was I not, Sam? True or not? He was positive, but it was like you were holding a gun to his head to be it, positive. I was a beaming light of positivity on the he show. Was like, he was like, oh, I'm being positive because we can't talk about negativity. No, people called up. People, negativity. Dude, uh, some guy called up and said somebody else could win the Super Bowl other than the Packers. I was like, don't come here with that nonsense. Don't come here with that noise. That's, see, that's not where you come with that type Leroy of picked Tampa. See? See, Leroy is, Leroy Leroy picked, is the Debbie Downer. Picked, the inventor of the Lambo Leap is the real Debbie he Downer He picked here. Tampa before the year started. So now we came back to him. Okay, you can revise. He mm-hmm. said, no, I'm still taking Tampa. Uh, See? Plucker took Tampa Bay as well. See? They both took Who's the Debbie Downer here? I haven't even told you who's going to win, who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. Well, we know it's not going to be the Bears. Uh, Sparky's Midday Madness is done. Enjoy the rest of your night. Rami Makhlouf, Mr. Positivity himself, is next here on a Pick and Save Football Friday. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.